So, Father, we're here. We have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart that's receptive. Lord, I just give you permission to do in me whatever it is you need to do. Clean up what's dirty. Lift up what's low. Correct what needs to be corrected. I'm just giving you permission, Father, this morning. So we praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's make our confession. Stay uh, seated. All scripture scripture. is given by inspiration of God God. and is good. good. Very good. good. Because Because it's going to tell me what's right. It's going to tell me what's not right. It's going to tell me how to get right. And it's going to tell me how to stay right. So that I might be mature in all the things of God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What, a, what an awesome song. Amen. That's from Psalms 51. We spoke about that in prayer last night. How did Ding, uh, King David get to this place? How did he get to the place to where Psalms 51 came out of him? We know David was the eighth son of Jesse, tribe of Benjamin. And Samuel came looking for a king, looking for someone. And so he asked Jesse about his sons. And so he called in his eldest, best looking son. And Samuel looked at him and he said, the spirit of the Lord is not on him. And he went through seven sons. And he got through and he said, there must be another son. Is there another son? And Jesse said, well, the runt of the family, David's out tending some sheep out in the field. And he said, go get him. And so David came and Saul anointed him as king. Well, Samuel anointed him as king, but Saul was already king and he was a bad king anyway. But David served him. David served Saul. Saul's son was Jonathan and they became very close to one another. And uh, Saul dies and uh, David becomes, he's the king. He's, uh, he's the king. He, uh, he has the, uh, the fight with uh, Goliath. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And he said, I'm going to cut your ugly head off. And his statement was, the same God that protected him from the lion and from the uh, bear is the same God that's going to protect me against Goliath. Amen? And so he slew Goliath. And he had a great life. Well, something happens to make Psalms 51 a reality. And it says, when the men in first and and second Samuel, when the men went out to war, uh, David stayed home and he should have been with his men. How many know bad things happen when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing? (laughs) And anyway, we know the story of Bathsheba in second Samuel and Bathsheba was married to Uriah. Uriah was fighting. He was out on the battlefield fighting and David was not. And David looked down from his terrace and he saw Bathsheba as she was bathing and uh, lust took over his life and he called for her and she came to him and uh, they laid together and uh, she comes back later and said, I'm with child. That's not very good news. And she said, I'm, I'm with child. And so he said, "Uh uh-huh. Well, uh, call in Hariah. So Hariah came and he said, Hariah, you've been working really hard. I want you to come home and, and spend some time with your wife. And Uriah said, well, thank you. I'll do that. So Uriah came home, but then King David found out that he didn't go in to his wife. He stayed outside 
and slept outside his house. And, and they asked him why. And he said, well, my, my men are out fighting and, and I just didn't think it was right for me to go into my wife. So I, I didn't do that. Well, so David's plan failed. And so David had to come up with another plan. And so he told uh, the general, he says, well, look, this is what I want you to do. Take Uriah and put him in the worst battle place in the, in the war. Take him up and put him where it's the worst of the worst of the worst. And so he did that. And so Uriah goes to the front lines and, and guess what happens? Well, he's killed. Wow. All of this is leading up to Psalms 51. So sometime later, Nathan comes to David to tell him a story. And he said, hey, there were, two, uh, there were two farmers. One was very rich and one was very poor. And uh, the rich farmer wanted to have a banquet, and, uh, but he didn't want to take any of his flock. So he went to the neighbor next door and took his only sheep. And he was going to uh, kill that lamb and have a feast. Uh, David, what do you think about that? And he said, oh, that's terrible. That man needs to be hung. And Nathan says, that man is you. This all led up to Psalms 51. Turn in your Bibles to Psalms 51. David is an Old Testament picture of Christianity. David had such a close-knit fellowship with God as he was out tending sheep. And you read in the Psalms how... He loved God. He loved the, the presence of God. He, he understood God. But yet, guess what? He was a man. Not perfect. But we get to Psalms 51. I just, I just took out some. Last night in prayer, this came up. And then when I heard Robin and Steve were going to sing this, I just changed everything I felt like the Lord had. Because this was so, I felt like this is for us today to see how, how gracious God is Amen. and how that a man, how that a man that has done the worst that he can possibly do can fall on his knees and come before God and know that God loves him and that God cares for him and that God's mercy and God's grace will take over him. Amen. See, the devil loves it when we sin but he hates it when we ask for forgiveness for our sins. God loves everyone. God desires to have fellowship with everyone. But fellowship to God only comes when we recognize our sin and we ask God to forgive us of our sin. And it provides that fellowship that we had with Adam and Eve. Does everybody understand that? For God so loved the world. God loves everyone. But fellowship comes when we go before God as David did. For the, the horrible things that he did. For the adultery. Having a man murdered. And then we come to Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. You've got to know God <laughs> has loving kindness. David is going before God counting on his loving kindness. Amen. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Amen. 
Sometimes we think God's mercy has run out on us. Amen? Well, David says, your, your loving kindness, your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. David believed that God was able to blot out his transgressions. How many understand that? Now, when it, when it says he forgives of our, uh, of our sins as far as the east is from the west, not north and south, but as far as the east is from the west, there's, it's never ending. Blot out my sins. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So not only is David saying, cleanse me, watch over me, but he said, take them away. Now he's talking to God. He's not afraid to go before God. Are you, in, are you sensing that? He, he, he's not saying, boy, I'm just a worm. Boy, look at me. Look at what God has helped me with, with uh, being king and being uh, a general and, and slewing, uh, slaying, slewing. <laughs> slew him. I'm going to slew him. But, but Goliath and all of that, and, and he sinned deplorable sins. But yet he had enough sense and the knowledge of God that he's still going before God and he's bowing down and he's saying, blot out my iniquities. Verse 7 says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Hallelujah. Steve was talking about faith. Faith is knowing that God forgives us of our sins. Faith is believing that God, that God blots out my sins. Faith is saying that my sins are no longer remembered. Hallelujah. Does everybody understand that? God has an eraser. And, and our sins, are, they're erased. When we come before him and we say, Father, forgive me for I have. Wow. Hallelujah. That's powerful. That's powerful. If we can get that in our understanding that yes, we've sinned. Yes, we've fallen short. Yes, I've goofed up. Yes, I said this. Yes, I, I did this. But when we understand that God is a loving God, full of tender mercies, I can go and I can stand before him and I can ask and it, he treats me like a son. Amen. Hmm. Wow. You know, I used to have a problem with, with uh, unforgiveness. I, uh, I just felt like I was, I was, I was right that, that I could have unforgiveness towards a person. I had every right. To, I had every right to do that. And I'm a pastor. But I really felt like I, I, I'm okay. I'm cool. You know, God loves me and God knows the situation and, and there's just no unforgiveness. But of course, when you read the, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so you read the scripture and it says, uh, if you forgive not the sins of others, your heavenly father cannot forgive you your sin. Amen. Remember where I am right now, because I'm going to take a rabbit trail. A legislature was on TV. She's a lady from California who hates our president. And her statement out of her mouth was, even God cannot forgive him of his sins. Now, I'm not real crazy about this lady, but I had to pray for her. Because if she has that statement, then she does, she does not know that her sins are forgiven if she asks for it. Are you understanding that? 
I mean, for someone to say, make a statement that even God can't forgive him of her sins. Well, number one, she doesn't know God. And she doesn't know that she's forgiven if she, if she asks God to forgive her of her sins. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Where was I? Now, come on, I ask y'all to help me. <laughs> Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse 9. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all mine iniquities. He, he doesn't have any fear that, that, that God's not going to reject him. No. He's, he's going before God, knowing that God loves him, has mercy and grace upon him. Verse 10, create in me. This word create means it's never been that way before. God's not just taking his heart and changing it. He's creating in him a new heart. When I first started studying this, uh, you know, with what's going on in the world, it's real hard to have a hard heart. It's, it's, it's easy to have a hard heart with the situations that are going on. I've prayed that prayer. Okay, Lord, create in me a new heart. Do a new heart in me. I, I need one. Not, not the old one fixed up. Create in me a new heart. And renew a right spirit within me. He's asking a lot of God, isn't he? I mean, he, he should be hiding from God, but he's not. He's going before God and he's laying his life all out before God. Well, God knows what his life is anyway. Amen. Cast me not away from thy presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What did God say? I'll never cast you away from my presence. But you know, remember what I did? He said, no, I don't remember. What'd you do? Can you imagine that conversation with God? David goes to him after Psalms 52 maybe and says, you remember, Lord, I came to you? And he said, no, I don't think I remember that. Remember I asked you to forgive me, da-da-da-da-da? No, I don't remember that. Amen. He does not remember. Amen. When it says blot out, it doesn't mean just from David, it even means from God. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Now, this is an Old Testament prophet. This is an Old Testament old David. And he said he understood the, the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life. He communed with the Holy Spirit. That's how come he knew how good God was. Thank you, Lord. Verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Amen. Now, this is Old Testament, folks. And David's talking about salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Now, I think all of this was done, all of David's life in First and Second Samuel and in pinning Psalms 51, I believe the reason is verse 13. The reason for your salvation, the reason that you were taken from the, the, the gutter and accepted by God and the Spirit of God lives in you and dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is your helper. Why? Verse 13. 
Then I will teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David, first and second Samuel, did what he did. Psalms 51, he comes before God, bows down, kneels down, cries, confesses, tells God what God's like, full of mercy, full of grace, full of compassion. Lord, take not thy presence from me. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me so that I can teach transgressors thy ways. David said, that's all I want to do. Transgressors and sinners that shall be converted unto thee. My, my, my. The parable in the Bible of the the king that wanted to have the wedding feast for his son and he invited all the good folk to come and they all made excuses why they couldn't come and the king finally said we will have a banquet so he said I want you to go out and get the good and the ugly and the bad and he's talking about transgressors and sinners and they came in they were invited in to come to the wedding feast. Hallelujah. That's you and I, folks. See, we didn't get the first invitation. The Jewish nation got the first invitation. But they turned it down because of other things that were going on. They really didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. Today, they still don't believe that he's the Messiah. The Messiah is still to come. And we believe he's coming, but he's coming the second time. Amen. 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 To take us all away. Hallelujah. That's, that's the only difference. So you and I are those transgressors and those sinners that the king wanted in his presence. He said, I want you to come and celebrate this, this wedding feast. And we know the part that one guy came in and didn't have on a wedding garment. He didn't come in and put on the, the robe of the, of the, of the king and, and uh, he was thrown out into outer darkness uh, where it says there'll be uh, whack, uh, gnashing of teeth. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't want to be there. Thank you, Lord. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So we have the whole life of David, first and second Samuel, and then we have him sitting and pinning Psalms 51 about what he had done, what Nathan had revealed to him. And now he's asking God for forgiveness and he understands that God has forgiven him. For God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that we might turn transgressors and sinners to the way of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The scripture that I was going to share this morning was we are in this world, but we are not of it. Jesus spoke in John. He said, I gave them thy word and the world hated them because of the word. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. But we have to deal with the things that are in the world. 
Amen? Does everybody understand that? We're not cocooned. We, we have to deal with the things in the world and we are either going to deal with them in a right way or we're going to deal with them in a wrong way. Revelations 3 and 15 says, I would that you'd be hot or cold, uh, but lukewarm is, is no buena para nada. If you're lukewarm, I say, he said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Good. And as I was praying, I was just thinking about you know, even people, even in this group today, we probably have three types of people. We have those that are not in the kingdom of God. They haven't accepted Jesus Christ and Lord and Savior. They haven't, they hadn't experienced what David experienced in his life. And then we have people that are here today that are one foot in and one foot out. One foot in the world and one foot in the church. And we're swayed by whatever happens. What happening in the world, it sways us. And then there are those that we are, we are in this world, but we are not of it. And we do not allow the world to dictate how we act. Amen? Amen? And I don't, I don't know how that ties all in, but we've got to have that revelation that David had. That as bad as I would, God's greater. Amen. The worst sin that I can commit, God's love over me is greater than that sin. Does everybody understand that this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. I just thank God for last night. He spoke it to us. We sang about it. Create in me. God can do that. How many this morning would say, Lord, create in me a clean heart? Amen. Hallelujah. In the last days, the Bible says that men's hearts are going to wax cold. If you listen to the news, if you just see what's going on, and it, 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 it makes you want to, to be in the world but I'm not in the world. That stuff's going on, but we still have, because of the relationship that we have with the Lord, we're protected. Because we know the truth. The Bible said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But anyway, two things. Well, more than that. Cast me not away from thy presence. God's never going to do that. He's never going to cast us away from thy presence. And he's not going to take the Holy Spirit away from me. Hallelujah. Guess what? It's going to be there tomorrow morning when we wake up. Amen. The fellowship of the Lord is going to be with us wherever we are. All we have to do is call upon his name, regardless of what we've done. Regardless of what we've said. We've broken a law of God, and we know we've broken that law. And all we have to do is say, Father, forgive me. I know I sinned and I ask you to forgive me for that. Does everybody here Amen. today understand that? Amen. He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Bow your heads with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, you changed this today. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to blame it on you, Father, that you wanted this today so that there'd be ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord, what you're speaking today. Father, we praise you and we just thank you, Lord, for your long arm. How you reach as far away as we think we may have gotten, Lord, you reach, <clears throat> you reach all the way to us. There's nothing that we've done, Lord, that can take your Holy Spirit away from us. There's nothing that we've done, Father, that would that, cast me not away from thy presence, Lord. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Just, make, just say that to yourself right now. You don't have to make a, a stand-up confession, but just ask the Lord right now. Lord, create in me a clean heart.
Renew a right spirit, Father, within me so that I might be the one, Father, that can teach transgressors, transgressors and sinners in the way of the Lord. Oh, we praise you. We just thank you for that this morning, Father. I just want to ask if anyone has come in here today and, and you'd say, you know, that relationship that David had, Lord, I would like that relationship. Well, David spent a lot of time with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. He spent a lot of time with the Lord. All these beautiful Psalms because David realized the presence of God and how gracious God is and was and shall ever be. Amen. So, Father, I just pray for every person in the hearing of my voice this morning, Father, as we all say, cleanse me. Cleanse me, Father. Create in me. Purge my heart, Father, Lord, of, of the evil thoughts and intentions, Lord. We just ask for forgiveness, Father. And, Lord, help me to forgive because I truly understand, Lord, that I am forgiven. Thank you for forgiving me. Ha, thank you, Lord. We praise you this morning, Father. We just thank you, Lord. We've worshiped you. We've praised you. We've, we've received the word. Father, you've set a great table this morning. And we've come, Father, and we are receiving it. Thank you for loving us beyond measure. And Lord, that you have a plan for our lives. Each and every one of us, Father, you have a plan for our lives. And so we thank you for that this morning. We thank you for that this morning, Father. We are going to declare to the world, Father, that there is a loving God of the universe. So we thank you, Father. We just declare today that transgressors and sinners are drawn to this place. They're drawn to each and every one of us, Father, because there's something in us, about us, Lord, that other people are drawn to. So, Father, we praise you. We just thank you for that. We thank you that we've heard the word. You said you sent your word and healed them. So I declare today I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name. My heart is healed. My soul is healed. My body is healed. My tired feet are healed. Lord, ever about me, I declare it is healed today because of your great love that you have for each and every one of us. So we praise you and we just thank you for it today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.